evening everybody um i know i'm gonna do the podcast on tuesdays at 10 p.m and thursdays at 10 p.m but we are in a transition right now my family and myself where we're in the middle of moving and i haven't been able to get to my podcast and so I haven't been doing it. I've set it to the side for now to try to get things uh, set up, get us the family settled in our new place. And we've had some uh, trials with getting everything squared away. So we've been staying with uh, staying with family. Um, one of my aunts and uncles have been gracious enough to let us stay with them. And we've actually, I think it's been a month now that the seven of us have been uh, living with them. So it's been been interesting, but it's been good. I appreciate the time spent with them because we hadn't been able to see them in a long time, especially spend that much time with them. So appreciate that. But pray that we get the, the issues with our house taken care of. I'm going to get moved in soon. Um, I had hosted another live stream. I think it was 11.29. And I, I realized that there is no audio. I know some of you were had had uh, listened to it. and I, um, So I went back to test it and there was no audio. So that one is no good. I apologize for that. I don't know if it was my headphones or what what happened, but I was using. I tried it with my phone and my earbuds to see if it worked that way. And apparently, the earbuds don't work with Podbean Live for some reason. Um, I don't have to figure that out later. But in this podcast, I want to um, go over the the book of James or the chapter James chapter one. We're not going to go. Um, I'm trying to go too fast, but I want to go verse by verse, and I want to have prayer because we definitely need prayer for our country, for our friends, for our family, and it's getting close to Christmas. Um, so we want to remember those that are in need, those that need prayer. Um, and we want to be, be careful to help those around us look for opportunities to help people. I've got plenty of stories now. Um, I'll try to bring them up in the, the future podcast, but right now with my, living with my aunt and uncle at the moment 
um, I'm having to commute to work two hours there and two hours back for work. I'm driving like 102 miles to work every day right now until we get our house situated. Um, so that's a lot of time by myself listening to podcasts and praying. And so I get a lot of my research, try to catch up on things um, in that way, in those two hours each way. But, um, so it's happened two times now where I've come across somebody that was stranded on the road. The first time was, and it's been raining, it's it's probably been raining a month. We've seen the sun maybe a couple days, maybe three days, but for the, the majority of the month it has, uh been raining so I was headed back to the house from work one day I think it was last week and there was a car so I could see just some flickering lights and I realized it was the hazard lights but that they were the battery was you know dead it was just barely given a charge so I stopped see if he needed help. He was okay. The car, he said he just quit on him. So I asked if he needed to at least put, push him out of the road because he was in the middle of the road. So he said, yeah. So he got in the car and I pushed him, pushed his car off the road to the side. Not long after that, a semi was coming, came by around the corner. So I was glad that I got him out of the road before that semi came barreling down the road. This morning, I was driving down the interstate, and I saw a car in the ditch. Um, it was sideways. I got closer to realize it was a Dodge Charger, and it had spun out. And so I stopped to see if he was okay. And he said he was fine. He was on the phone, said he had a friend of his coming to tow him out of the ditch uh, to get his car out. I don't know how much damage it did. It probably did a lot of damage underneath and to the bumpers, but he didn't. He didn't flip. He just spun the um, hydroplane because of all the rain. Probably had slick tires on his car, so I stopped and helped him. So just look out for people that need help. There's other ways, a myriad of ways to help people. So that's what I want to get at in James chapter one. I want to read the whole chapter. And we may only get to that reading the whole chapter in this podcast, but we'll go back verse by verse and try to expound a little more on it. May take a little more time to soak it in. Um, But I want to read the whole chapter because it's always good to get the context. And the book of James is by the James, the brother of Jesus. And... He wrote two, and we'll see in the, as we read chapter one a little more about that. Um, but first, we need to pray. Um, I was listening to Stu Peters. I haven't listened to the latest podcast, but um, there's a lot of sudden deaths 
you go to my Facebook page, I've uh, shared the link there to the Died Suddenly um, documentary, and I hope that you will watch that. Um, and the reason for that is that it will help save people that may be wanting to f follow the crowd, follow the herd, and take the jabs. And it may prevent someone who's maybe hasn't been hurt and maybe hasn't been affected, is still alive, still healthy, from getting another jab and being maimed for life or dying. And hopefully we'll stop somebody who hasn't taken them at all, who's on the fence, to prevent them from taking them at all if they see it. And there's help in the video. Uh, there's some doctors in the video that you can contact um, with vaccine-related injuries. I also want to touch on the MAID Medical Assistance in Death. It's called MAID, M-A-I-D. Um, right now it's in Canada, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to try to push it here. And it's a, mach a machine that, that kills you pretty much, takes your life. And they're trying to legitimize it because it's those that want to die, they're suffering, they're in pain, they don't want to live anymore, the doctors are going to help take your life which I believe is wrong and God has given us life and Jesus has said he gives us life and life more abundantly and we should live every moment now, I know there's pain and suffering if you're at a at the end of your life and you're ready for hospice care still it's wrong to take someone's life um, but the the problem with made is that anybody it's getting to the point that anybody can use it. For example, one of the articles I pulled up is about a 51-year-old Ontario woman with a severe uh, sensitivity to chemicals uh, and to smoke, like uh, marijuana, stuff like that, and is extremely sensitive to it. She had tried two years to find somewhere that she could live that she was, was not near any smoke or harsh chemicals because uh, she was being tormented by those chemicals. And she was living in an apartment that was owned by the Salvation Army. Now, they had, had set up the room, had done something to kind of shield her from the smoke and from those harsh chemicals, but would not do anything to get her completely out of the way of that the smoke and chemicals that were... Um, uh, tormenting her so she decided she was going to die take her life it was better for her to take her life than to deal with that anymore so she just she committed suicide with this the medical assistance in death and she did it told people why she was doing it that she what she was doing and uh, that's not right. I don't believe that's right at all. So the government's going to use this, though, to try to manipulate people. And, of course, they're saying you've got to be sane. You've got to be 
uh, in your right mind to decide that you want your life taken. Well, if you want your life taken, I don't think you're in the right mind at that time. You need some help and some counseling to help spare your life, not take your life. But this is going to be very crucial, very impressionable on young people because suicide rates have gone up lately through the pandemic and because of all the stress on young people not being able to handle it for whatever reason, being out of school, not being able to see their friends, maybe being in a hostile environment um, without godly influence, whatever it is. And, and children, especially teenagers, are more prone to suicide because of these things. And the doctors, the hospitals, especially in Canada, and it's going to be in the U.S., if nothing's done about it, is they're going to allow teenagers to do this because they just can't handle life anymore. And it's good for the, the government because they don't want to take care of so many people. Uh, so anyway, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I pray that you'd be with the... Uh, our country, we're in a time of need. Uh, we're in a, it's 1776 all over again, and we need your help and your guidance. Um, we know you've given us the Declaration of Independence. You've given us the, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and most importantly, you've given us your Holy Word. I pray that we would, would study your Word and memorize your Word, apply it to our lives, and be doers of the Word and not hearers only. As we'll see here in a minute in, the, in the James chapter 1, help us to honor and glorify you with what we say, with what we do. Help us to be faithful to you, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Pray that you be with these, um, these families that have been affected by this, the bioweapon. Um, I know we've got, uh, be with Ron DeSantis. Uh, um, he's calling a grand jury to hold the uh, Fauci and um, these big pharma accountable um, because of the vaccine injuries and deaths caused by them, deliberate intentional consequences. Um, I pray that the Santas protect him and the sur his Surgeon General, and I pray that we get a sheriff that would stand up, step up to the plate, and 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 a surgeon DeSant, Ron DeSantis, Florida Surgeon General, be with him, protect him, and we pray that we will have an attorney general that will step up to the plate. An attorney general and a sheriff that will step up and set presidents will be able to initiate the um, Nuremberg Trials 2.0 to hold these wicked people accountable. Um, and hope that in this trial and investigations that they would repent and give their heart and life to the Lord before it's too late. Um, and they must suffer the consequences for their actions. They're murderers. Of, they've tricked families and they've taken children's lives. I pray that um, your will be done in this. I pray that you bless the rest of this uh, podcast. Help us everything we do and say be to your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to read James chapter 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter. I'm not make this too long. I'm going to probably 30 minutes long on this podcast tonight. Uh, 
So we start with verse 1. It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. And the title for the next uh, six verses is Profiting from Trials. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Next section, the perspective of rich and poor. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass. Its flowers fall, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Next section, section 12 through 15. Uh, loving God under trials. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted of, by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when his desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Next section, verses 19 through 20, qualities needed in trials. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Next section, verses 21 through 27, doers, not hearers, not only hearers. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness an overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was." But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted 
from the world. That's James chapter 1. We see that he addresses the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. So mean he's, that means that he is addressing the Jews, those Christian Jews, the ones that have accepted Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And he's addressing them. So through the Spirit, he is, he is giving them wisdom, words of wisdom, to direct and guide their life. And it's very important. And there's a lot of things, a lot of different things in just that one chapter that need to be applied to our lives. Um... We see James says he's a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. A bond servant means he has a price. There is a price paid for him. And in service, because of that price paid, he is in service to the master. And we know that he, that master is the Lord Jesus. He's our heavenly father, so we understand that he loves us and he cares for us. It's not what the um, the world tries to portray as a, a master with slaves, and they're beating them and treating them horribly, kicking them, whipping them, chaining them up. No, nothing like that. This kind of this bond servant is one that does the will of his master because he understands and appreciates the master and the work that the master has given him. He understands the relationship. And how the master provides for the bond servant. All of those in Christ are a bond servant, but as we understand, that's it's the desire in Christ. If we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, that's a will for us to serve Him and to follow Him. It's not a uh, we're not being forced. We're given the choice. We have the free will. God has given us free will to choose. We can choose to follow him and serve him. Or we can decide to go the way of the world and follow the lies and deceptions of the devil. Uh, either way, but God has given us the choice. He's never going to force us to do that. Uh, so, as we consider that, Let's go down to verse 2, and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Alright, we'll stay there on those two verses here, verse 2 and 3 for a minute, and I'm going to relate that to my life right now. At the moment, I just mentioned earlier the trial that I'm going through right now, and that is moving. We have actually moved. And we're living with family members until we get our house situated, the one we're moving into. Now, it is taking double, at least, double the length of time that we expected it to take. There has been uh, one issue after another has come up that we've had to address. It has cost more money, it has cost more time, it has cost more stress, 
on the family, on myself, the commute to work, all of it compiling together. But yet, it is a learning, an opportunity for learning. It is a trial because it is testing. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You know, I could, and I admit I did get um, get aggravated with with what with the surprises that come up, expecting it to be smoother. But then I have to say, Lord, just thank you for what you've done. Thank you that we we're this far. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for your um, your help through this time, through this trial. And I always, I remember this, James 1, 2, um, to count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I even said that today earlier. I said, Lord, I said, at least this is this is helping me with patience and learning to be more patient than I am already. Even though it's not something we want to do, but it is necessary if we want to grow in Christ. There's things like this that help us grow, help us mature in Christ, help us to be better followers of Him. And the reason why that's important is because if we remember what Paul said, that to follow me because I follow Christ, that is our desire that hopefully we can say that, that we're truly, we put it aside the world, we don't let trials overcome us, we don't let things, uh, uh, trials or surprises come up and then make us do base things like using profanity, like yelling and screaming at people, like um, degrading other people that you think may have uh, dropped the ball or shirked their responsibility, but you show grace, you show mercy because Christ has extended his grace and mercy to us and you extend it to someone else, even if you think they're offending uh, offending you or have committed an offense towards you and that's how we do that's how we share Christ that's how we lead people to Christ is by living it and so through trials we know that it produces patience and let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing you know I'm gonna kinda get in a hurry and rush things I wanna hurry up and get things done but patience Help us to have a perfect and complete work lacking nothing. So that's what we want. We want to be in the will of God. And we want to be where he wants us to be. So no rushing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. I've had to ask for that many times in making decisions. Knowing where to go, what to do. How to say it. And and to say it to whom, I've had to ask the Lord to give me wisdom and clarity of thought, clarity of speech, and he does that. 
And I thank the Lord for that. And it says, Let him ask in faith without doubting. No doubts. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. It is extremely important right now with what we're facing. The devil is in high gear trying to destroy everything that everything good that God has created. And he is in high gear. He wants to take out the family. He wants to take out the fathers with um, this uh, toxic masculinity. He wants to take out the children with the transgenderism and with the, um, uh, what's it called, gender-affirming care, where they mutilate the genitals of children. And they want to do this behind the backs of parents. This is part of the devil. And this is part of a plan to... Uh, destroy the family, destroy God, the goodness that God has given us, destroy our kids, their minds. They want to put stress on the children. You know, most people that, that go through these surgeries, transgender, this gender-affirming care, they're doing it to three-year-olds and to five-year-olds. And by the time they get to teenage years, they're depressed, um, they regret doing that. They, they don't understand why their parents even let them do it because they realize uh, this was a stupid move. But it's worse than that because then it puts in their minds thoughts of suicide. And if they're not helped and not shown the love of Christ, they take their own lives because of that. They regret the decision. Uh, Gender-affirming care is irreversible. And they're pushing it on children in schools and through pornographic books um, so we got to be careful of what our kids are watching what they're seeing who they spend time with uh, yeah just a minute ago I was brought to my attention the um, it's a, a horror doll called Huggy Wuggy and I listened to about 10 or 12 different videos on it and it's dark very dark so the intentions I believe is for that to attract children young kids because it's a doll but it gives them bad vibes it gives them dark um, uh, the connotations in, in the, the theme there's themes of dying in it themes of being depressed lonely Thoughts of being, um, uh, being uh, left alone with, I mean, with no hope, and that's this doll is supposed to be a kid's doll, from what I know. I mean, it's a doll. I mean, why stuffed animal? But um, it, it doesn't send good vibes to kids. Kids being impressionable are going to be uh, manipulated by this very easily. And I believe some of the videos, if children watch that and they're in a, a, a very unstable state, um, they might end up doing something they regret, like taking drugs and overdosing on drugs or taking their own life in another way. So we need to ask God for wisdom in these things and be able to be steadfast 
Because here in verse 6, he says, Let him ask in faith, but no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. We don't want to be tossed by the wind back and forth. We want to be stable. We want to be on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. He is the cornerstone of our faith. He's solid. He's unwavering, unmovable. We have to be unmovable no matter what the devil throws at us. And in my experience, in my 10 years of preaching, more than 10 years of preaching, uh, the devil, I have learned, uses other Christians, professing Christians. He uses church members. He uses family. It, it, he really has no limit to what he'll use to try to trip you up. And he's used all those tactics on me to try to get me down, trip me up. And to get me off course. And which he may have tripped me up a couple times. But I've got back up and kept moving towards the goal. And that's the thing we might fall. But we are, we are to strive to be steadfast, be unmovable. And not be tossed about by the wind. We have to be like the lighthouse on the corner of the jagged rocks. Steering the ships away from their fate and away from their doom. If we're not stable, how can anybody else expect to look at us for help? I've uh, been able to help some people since I've been here. I've been witnessing at work at the new branch. I transferred from one branch to another. And I've been able to help those people there. I've given a testimony. Uh, just a test testimony of you know how God is working with me a little bit of bits and pieces little clues that maybe that makes them curious and want to ask more I've been able to pray with uh, one person co-worker already and helping him uh, strengthen his walk with the Lord um, he's decided to debt dedicate his life to the Lord, so I'm helping him to move forward with that, and just any opportunities for the Lord to use me to help others, that's why I'm here, that's why I preach, that's why I teach, um, I am preaching at my uncle's church, um, my uncle that is a cowboy, a church at a cow, <laughs> a pastor at a cowboy church, he had a stroke early last year, which um, took him out of the fight for now, and he's recovering, but he's not quite able to preach yet, so he'd asked me to preach for him, so I'm preaching Sunday, and so just being willing, I don't feel confident that I'm capable of doing it, but I know that the, the Holy Spirit will lead me and guide me, and it's not in my strength, but it's his strength, um, keep I stay humble and I hope to remain humble knowing that it is Christ that gives me strength and is gives me that wisdom and gives me that stability to not be tossed about back and forth by whatever comes my way so we're going to stop there we'll pick up there next next time Lord willing and we're going to close out with prayer uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Please share this, comment, 
in on in the description. Um, the links down there. I sent my. I added an email, Joshua Ministries seven four one at gmail.com. If you have something, comments or questions, uh, please email me there and follow me on Facebook at Joshua Miller and I believe it's Twitter is Joshua Mill M I L the number one. And on Substack is Reverend Joshua Wayne Miller at Substack.com, I believe. I just go to Substack and look up uh, Reverend Josh Joshua Wayne Miller, and you'll find me there. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Help us to live for you and to serve you. Help us to honor and glorify you in what we say and what we do. Help us to, to be careful to help others, especially in this, the holiday season or Christmas is close. A lot of people get depressed and sad and lonely in this time. Help us to be sensitive to that and help us to lend a hand to others around us. And we're thankful for what you've done. We know the devil is attacking at all angles now, but we're able to defeat him. We know at the end of the book, we win through Christ. Those that have um, endured, those that have conquered, um, those that have overcome the opposition. We're thankful for what you've done what you, and what you've given us and what you, what you are doing and going to do. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.